0: Welcome to A Chat in the Garden with Monique A.J. Smith, here in A Chat in the Garden where Significance Blooms in Athletics and Sports Business, here on Survival Radio Network. Well, this is the podcast after all sports stand still. Yes, this is this is a unprecedented time and so i uh I've been posting some things and and I'm just gonna say it here uh, these these are the kind of things that I am um trying to live through, and I am practicing faith over fear um, and uh remaining flexible uh there there is something when um things don't Necessarily pertain to you, and then it starts hitting closer to home and home and home, and then you freak out. So, you got to remain flexible because if you don't remain flexible, you will break. And we don't want to have any breaks at all, we want to uh, remain whole uh, for more than anything else, so we can help the people that follow us. So, some of the things that I do to try to remain flexible and have faith over fear. Is to name um, at least ten things when I feel when I feel that fear creeping in, I have a I have a thing that I practice is gratitude. So when you are really concerned about the future, and um, you know when people start to say, "Well, how long are you think it's gonna be?" and and uh, you know, and this so and so can happen, I stop them. I said, name. Ten things that you're grateful for, and when you start naming the things you're grateful for, it reminds you that you didn't have anything to do with those things you're grateful for. You didn't plan them, you didn't execute them, or you didn't figure it out. It was done without your help, and that reminds you: no, you don't have control. But things have always worked in your favor. And so, one of those things that I am grateful for is our engineer, Clark Garrison, is finally home. He is finally home um and I'm extremely grateful for that and The only thing I can say i i I did was pray about it and uh yeah, so. That's the one thing on the top of my list of, of the top ten when I start feeling fretful, and uh, you know, honestly, my brain works this way. I've trained it to think that way over the years, and you can just think back on some things that you have had crisis. and maybe not, not as widespread as this, but you know, you know what what good came out of that time? What did you learn about yourself? and uh, you know when i look back i i i have a sense of hope I have a sense of faith um and so uh on the business side on the business side um yeah you got to you have to look at what are the opportunities uh from this time what are the opportunities from this time I mean, at this time. And so every time there's a crisis, there's an opportunity. And, um, yeah, you know, if you're at home, there's an opportunity to learn something, uh, learn new skills. Hey, clean that clutter up. All the things you kept saying I didn't have time to do, Um, especially if you're in athletics, this was the busiest time of your life. Especially if you're athletic director, you got like five sports going on at one time. Um, and so, what are some things that you've been putting off that you have not been able to attack? Um, and I'm going to just be real frank. You know, uh, I, I may I may pump up another book. You just never know. It, it's funny because. It came to me while I was reading another book during this time, and I was like, "Ooh, that, that'd be a great idea." Um, and you got to grow through it. You get to grow through this process. Um, you might you don't know what you're going to become out of this, but yeah. And uh, when we had our advance academy uh, on Sunday. I gave a couple of ideas as well, what um, I'm going to share it with you. Uh, some again, some some um, uh, opportunities to come out of a crisis. Um, so, if you're in college athletics, which the majority of you all are, um, and our student athletes, and again, I felt a certain kind of way because I get a chance to say goodbye to my students, and yes. We're supposed to be back April the 3rd, supposed to be back. Uh, and so we're teaching class online. So last yesterday I sat here to my three classes, which wasn't unique to my students because when I travel and do my workshops, I don't cancel class. I would have class online. And one girl says, oh, yeah, you've been doing the air, you know, you have class in the airplane, from the train, from the hotel room. Uh, so my students were all prepared look, they already knew the, the numbers to put into zoom um, and i'm i'm and from my experience of thirty years being athletic administration, you know it's hard to keep a spring sports student athlete on track because they're um on track academically um uh, because they're always gone and not in class so uh especially for like division two. Or division three, who may not have an academic person traveling with them, um, and so I know I had a hard time keeping folks ex- uh, good. Um, and so the dean's list, man, you know, this is an opportunity to to coach your uh, spring sports student athletes. Hey, now is the time for you to get that GPA up. You know, because they, they they will they will the sun will come up tomorrow. And when it comes up tomorrow, and you're playing again, you want to be able to to say, I am a winner on both sides. Second thing, uh, for as an individual, you need to increase your value now, which means uh, learn a new a new skill. You know, virtually, if you were good with that, you know, with something, I, I I have no idea if this will work if it won't work. But you know, this TikTok thing is just taking over. I don't know how long Tic Tac stays on. You've got 15 minutes or whatever. But is there a skill that you can train your student-athletes via uh, virtual training? This is an opportunity for you to add value. Uh, you know, I was already on doc to do a uh, workshop for Langston University. Women student-athletes uh via Zoom. They were going to be in one uh, location, like a retreat. And uh, I was going to talk to them about, I forgot what I was talking about, probably about growth mindset. That's my signature talk to, for uh population of just women by themselves. And uh, I, I'm not sure that we're going to all do it again where everybody has to Zoom and come on. But, you know, I was already doing that kind of thing. Uh, So if you can introduce your department for the use of of, uh, virtual, and if you need to know how to use Zoom, I'm here to help you. I'm here to help you. Um, But uh, uh, here's another thing, and and I'm going to do a commercial for my good friend Janice Hilliard. Uh, She was, it was actually last week this time, she sent me, this distressful uh, voicemail to say, you know, my pro my my program. What do I do? Uh, and she wasn't talking about she, her concern was at the university that she was holding um, the workshop, which is uh, women and student development. She did she uh, no student athlete development player development. I guess I know she uses a different word. She uses player development. And uh, it was supposed to be live in, uh the 1st of April. Well, now, um, and I taught her this jump street, uh, just go virtual. Just go virtual. And she has. And guess who's going to be attending virtual? Yours truly. And I think you should, too. This is what I mean about uh, becomes an opportunity out of a crisis. I couldn't attend it before because I had my own workshop going on but now I can. And uh, and so there's some other conferences that were sending out some reduced prices and some links to attend it uh, virtually. This is your opportunity to grow, opportunity to grow. Um, publish something on LinkedIn. Publish something on LinkedIn. You know, it, it could be about this opportunity um, to be a home what you're doing with it. Or, you know, go back in time. And what what time in your life professionally did you grow from? Did you grow from a book? Did you grow from a conference? Uh, do, you, do you have a mentor that you want to say that helped you? This is the time to get your name out there. This is the time to add value to yourself by growing. Um, I love Netflix because I'm telling you I am already – in season two of All American, I got a text from Netflix and said, "All American season two is up," and I am on it. And uh, so, yes, I will become a uh, what what is it? I said a, <laughs> I was gonna say a sweet potato on the couch, but just to say, I'm, but I have become a um, a uh, a what you a binge watcher. But I still only binge watch on selected things that's going to help me grow. Uh, Otherwise, you can get sucked in, get sucked in. And here is something really important, people. Um, If you're concerned about your income, if you're not salary, um, I'm going to just tell you straight up, stocks are down. When stocks are down, that means what? Buy, buy, buy. And you say, you know, I don't fool with the stock market. Okay. I want you to think of the stock market as a savings plan, okay? And if you can scrape up maybe $40, go and buy. Uh, I've done acorns. That's something I've done. I got that from my good friend Eric Smith, the financial literacy coach. But I always, uh, no, no my, my mentor, Dr. Carolyn Hines, taught me about buying stocks with dividends. Things that uh, th- th- these are um, companies that actually give you uh, some of the growth from their company every month, maybe a dollar or two dollars. And then if you're smart, you take the one or two dollars they give you and reinvest. So just start it. Just, just. So most of the time, utility companies have dividends. It's called drips. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, go read about it. You got some time on your hands, and this is one of those things that just grows without you looking at it. And if you want to know some more about this, I uh, taught a course myself, and Eric Smith inside the Advance Academy. We have uh, uh, I've, I've, I've uploaded the webinars that we did on that. If you want to just catch up with that, and if you join the Advance Academy, um, I will send you. The book, The Lacte Factor, Why You Don't Have to Be Rich to Live Rich, well, um, David Bach. And this book right here, um, I read this book, I want to say over 15 years ago, not this particular one, but this author wrote a book about women and being rich. Um, and how, your relationship with money has a lot to do with how you deal with money. What was your first introduction to money? Um has a lot to do with how you operate in this. And uh, I just get excited about learning because when I'm learning, I know I'm growing. Um, and so uh, check the author out. If you don't want to, if you don't believe me. Uh, but the three things that I know that we talked about on Sunday is pay yourself first, don't budget, make it automatic. I said automatic, and then thinking about that song about Prince. And live rich now. And if all three of these things are of interest to you, but you just don't understand what that means, uh, email me at MoniqueAJSmith at info and I can hook you up. But no, but this is the time, this is the time to learn something that you really have been avoiding, to be honest with you. Um, so, stocks are down. Now is the time to buy. Clean out that clutter, and 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 make it a a treasure hunt. What can you find? Now, usually, when I'm trying to look for something, that's when I clean, or when I'm upset. So, yeah, I did some cleaning up this week already. And then I, t- I then I said, what you're grateful for. So that keeps you in the right state of mind, the right state of mind. Okay, so that's my my opening for the day. Uh, a book that's really good for you to, to read while you are, uh, let's just say, change, it, flip your mind, say you're on sabbatical. Yes, I'm on sabbatical. And uh, doing sabbatical, you're supposed to be growing, growing your uh, professional development and your personal development. Surviving the Life of Professional Athletes Playbook to Avoiding the Curse is a great read. Tawana Smith, she's written a book to assist our student-athletes to prepare for the next level uh, and and to navigate that adventure successfully, uh, knowing the things they don't know. And that's really what happens. We make some real... Usually we make mistakes with things that we just don't know about. And uh, research says that uh, our students will learn better from a peer than they would from us. So, if, again... Our students come to us for our advice all the time. You know, i got students asking me, you know, what do you think is going to happen? And I give them the same thing I gave you. Uh, I know who knows, and that's why I leave it there. And, uh, you know, utilize the time while I'll wait for him to do what he's going to do. So Tawana Smith's book, Surviving the Life of Professional Athletes, playbook to avoid the curse uh, can be used for any... Professional student athlete, your track student athletes. Um, and I'm going to say that for today because of our guests, our hockey student athletes um, who may be going, thinking about going professional. Um, and so it is in three different versions on Amazon: It is, uh, e-book, audiobook, and paperback. Um, and speaking of books, uh, removing the face. Removing the Face is my book. Uh, my chapter is called the Public Figure Mask. Exit stage left. And uh, yes, it's another book you can get and and be reading during your time of growth. And if you're saying, you know, well, who should get my book? This chapter is written for women in leadership or high-profile positions that wear the public figure mask in their industry. Um, And I want to add to that, this is a person who's the first in the industry Um, and who feels as if uh, that your success will be the success of those who follow you or your failure will be the the failure of those who follow you, meaning that you are first and that um, they will either accept a person that looks like you, if you are, uh, it, it, they were measured by your your actions, and that becomes a lot of pressure. That becomes a lot of pressure um, because you feel you can't fail. But if you feel like you can't fail, you can't grow. You won't take risk, and. Uh, you got to change your mindset. You really got to change your mindset from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset. And that's really that's really what it's about because if you don't, like I was mentioning before, if you don't remain flexible, if you don't remain vulnerable, you'll break. I'm serious. And um so back to the who should read this book? Uh, Beyond that that describes you, the public sees you and they say, oh, you know, oh, we're so proud of you, oh, how great that is. But they don't know how much you're crying inside, feeling misunderstood, overwhelmed, and viewed as an imposter. And you do things, okay, honestly, this is the big thing, you do things to please others because you are so grateful for the opportunity, and you don't use your own voice. So that's uh, that's what my story is about, is removing that, that, that public figure's mask at extra stage left so that you can be the person that God wants you to be. Because you do know all the skills that you received is a gift from God. So, if that's what, if that's what you want to read during your sabbatical, uh, hit me up, Monique A. J. Smith at CaesarEmpowermentInfo. Now, um, I have not heard yet, but I'm sure any day now uh, that I'm supposed to be due to be in Delaware. I'm pretty pretty certain that that's not going to happen. Um, but I'm going to let the institution to tell me uh, I was due to do a staff retreat uh, up in Delaware, uh, April the 8th, I believe. And uh, I got noticed that when we bring some books for purchase. So I said, hmm, I might just do a book sign up there. But guess what? We can still do something I don't know what But um, I'm going to probably do A virtual book signing Don't know when But you want to get the book So we, when we talk about it You'll know exactly What we're talking about So hit me up Monique A.J. Smith At CaesarEmpowerment.info I, I will say I'm, I am I'm am, uh, I'm disappointed But I do understand uh, The Women in Sports Forum Of New Orleans Has been canceled Um uh, it, it, it was canceled for participants to come, but the speakers were going to go and uh, get together and record, and it's going to be used to disseminate. It wasn't going to be live, but it was going to be recorded um, for Dr. Ashley Baker, and um, and we were going to have a dinner and whatnot together. And so she sent out a, a, a I want to say it was this week, that uh it was canceled and she couldn't help it because the governor uh or the mayor had just shut down any kind of movement in New Orleans. So, uh she's she's going to reschedule it for October and hopefully I'll be able to make that October date. And my my conversation was about to know your who cuz knowing your who is a part of protecting your brand. And those are my announcements for today. And so I'm really excited. I mean, seriously. This is why I love this. I get a chance to meet new people, and um, you just get a chance to listen to my chat when I learn these new folks. So Tori Robinson um, for the Detroit Red Wings um, is our guest of the hour. Welcome to the garden, Tori. Hello? Okay. Let's see. Can you hear me? Oh, now I can hear you. Girl, I don't I'm, here. I'm here. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm here. Woo! Girl, 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 do you hear your cheers? Yes, yes,
1: yes. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I
0: am too. Okay, yes. let's get rolling, girl. <laughs> so tell me about your uh, journey from college to your current position.
1: Oh, wow. Okay, so um, my journey is a little different. So I was a student athlete in college, um, and my senior year, so in January, late January, early February of my senior year, um, I actually uh, ended up getting a career-ending injury with my shoulder and my knee on my right side. Um, And so, like I said, I did competitive cheerleading at Grand Valley State, yeah, And so at that time, you know, my coaches and I made a decision, you know, not to continue. Um, And that's when the reality hit me that I was graduating in April, literally two months from this moment. And so I had, I was um, studying sports management. And so previously, um, the previous semester, we had some of our athletic administrators come and kind of talk to our classes. And so One of our administrators actually um, emphasized, you know, come talk to me. If you ever have any questions or just want to get some experience, come talk to me. And so it was right after I met with uh, my coaches, and I had went over to um, Mr. Moore's office, uh, Mr. Walter Morgan Valley State, um, went over to his office and was like, hey, I don't know if you remember me, but you talked to our class, which is really, really important to network. Um, He didn't remember me at all, um, but because I had went and actually took that initiative to go and talk to him. Um, I asked him if I could shadow him for a day, and I gave him my email information. Hadn't heard from him for about a month. Um, When I went to actually follow up with him, he sent me an email and said, hey, you know, we're hosting the NCAA tournament for women's golf that year, Um, and he had an internship opportunity. Um, So, yeah, that was my first, like, even knowing anything besides, you know, being an athlete. I didn't know what went on behind the scenes as far as hosting a championship and things like that. Um, So I did the internship with golf. And from there, everything just spearheaded Um, the director of our game and event operations at the time. um, His name was Garrett. He um, was really hands on with the tournament. And so we were also hosting um, indoor outdoor track and field championships that same summer. Um, And so he asked me to come apart um, and help out with that along with um, Carrie Becker. And from there, I got a position um, doing marketing, compliance, and game and event operations for a semester right after that. And then I um, secured a job in merchandise and licensing at Grand Valley. So just a whole lot of internships, a whole lot of, you know, volunteering led me to that. I ended up going home, uh, moving back to Detroit from Grand Rapids and getting my master's degree from Wayne State. And then during that time, I – was interning at Detroit Mercy, um which is a division one institution down here in Detroit. And um they were the host committee for the first and second round of the March Madness as well as our conference tournament. And so interning and doing that it was at Little Caesars Arena, which is where um the Detroit Rat Wings play. And so the host committee was um, you know comprised of people from the university as well as um, individuals from leadership with the Red wings um, and with Little Caesars arena, and so you know, I networked with them, you know, made myself available, and as soon as the position opened, you know I jumped on it, but you know networking and getting to know them and making myself available um, definitely set me up for where I'm at now, wow. and mouthful, <laughs> yeah, but I'm going to slow you down. I'm going to yes. tell you down. <laughs>
0: name your college that you were in as undergrad. What's the name of the school? Grand Valley State University.
1: It is a now Division see, that's two why, institution.
0: That's why I made you say because I thought you said Fort Valley State. <laughs> no, Grand Valley. And I said to myself, since when does Fort Valley have competitive cheer? Okay, I missed all that. So then I said, I think she said Grand Valley. Okay, now, now,
1: yep, Grand yep, Valley absolutely. is a
0: big Division Two school.
1: Big Powerhouse. Big Powerhouse. Yeah. yeah. Big Powerhouse program. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, and we I actually about that. Cheerleading, we had sideline, we had competitive, and then we also had stunt the sport, um, which is a rising competitive cheerleading sport as well. So we were we were pretty busy. We were actually year-round. We never had an off-season. Wow. Mm-hmm. And see, many
0: of us are not familiar. And I'm, I'm familiar with competitive cheer. But for you to, uh, okay, we're not going to have an argument online, Okay. <laughs> All right. But for I'm you ready. to say that you were a student athlete and that you were a student athlete because you were part of competitive cheer, many, mm-hmm. many of our institutions, many of them say they have a cheerleader as a sport because they are being, I can't say polite with our student athletes, Correct.
1: but they don't mm-hmm. give them a full
0: scholarship. They give them a stipend for cheer. Correct. Okay, so did you get a scholarship or did you get a stipend?
1: So how it works um, for us at that level. So a lot of us competed. We were fortunate we competed competed through MHSAA, uh, which provided a lot of CAM scholarships. So they're external scholarships, but they're provided for cheerleaders who go on to compete um, at the collegiate level. And so we were awarded those. Um, and then our university, university uh, was fortunate to like you said, um, that some universities are generous um, because we did compete and represent our university at that um, at a national level. Um, they did, you know, recognize us as a sport, but we weren't governed as a sport, of course, under NCAA, um, right. but a number of universities um, do use, you know, we'll take that stipend and use it, you know, to serve as a scholarship for some of their cheerleaders, too. Right. We did not know about it.
0: Yes, yes. I had a client who, um, who had a company that 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 uh, taught competitive cheer, and my whole pitch was, and you know what? I I did a search on YouTube for my name, and those uh, those webinars still pop up, and I was like, oh my gosh, uh, <laughs> that was one of that was one of the first times. I wasn't even using Zoom back then. Um, but I wanted to educate the, the the community that there was opportunity. So I had another Division Two cheerleader. Uh, mm-hmm. I think she was at Lenore Ryan, and uh, she we we had a conversation about the stipends and being a cheer and how it worked. Because you wanted to be able to show parents that uh, this is a stepping stone to something else, and so exactly. Oh, uh, So, yeah, I had no idea we were going to start off in that area, but, <laughs> you know, hey, My I'm all about, I'm always about planting seeds, you know what I mean, so planting seeds. Okay, so uh, let's back that up. And so the second at the Fort Valley, uh, oh, yeah, so who was the person that assisted you? Now I get it. So it, it was sports management at Fort Valley. And I actually uh, was on campus.
1: Uh, I did a uh, – what conference did you belong to? Um, yeah, Grand Valley, we were in the GLIAC conference, so the Great Lakes Intercollegiate Athletic Conference.
0: Yeah, so I did a SAC, conference SAC meeting on
1: campus, so I had a chance to see your beautiful home there. It is a beautiful place, and it's growing every day, I think. As the last three times I went back to visit campus, there was something new there or some addition that they had added, and it's beautiful. It's growing, and I mean, even the student body um, is rising. I, my freshman class was nearly as big, wasn't nearly as big as the freshman class is now. So it's oh, wow. awesome just to see the growth. Absolutely.
0: So after you left there, you did what?
1: You were intern somewhere. Yep, so I after graduation at Grand Valley, um I interned for about a year and then I worked in merchandise and licensing. And then I went home for my master's at Wayne State and I interned at the University of Detroit Mercy, which is a Division 1 school in the Horizon League. Okay. Did I see something about you working with the NCAA? Yep, so I was on I was an intern for a number of championships and when you're a host site intern, so you're Based, of course, at your host institution, um, but a lot of the responsibility. So you have to attend, you know, the same kind of the same meetings as your leadership um, and things like that. Just kind, of, it's like the host committee in-house intern um, okay. position. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's fantastic!
0: You know what? You know what? I could, I guess, I can claim the same thing. I didn't even know that um, when I was in college. We hosted the Division Two National Championship for Outdoor, and uh, I was in charge of creating all of the credentials and to giving out all the credentials, especially the media mm-hmm. credentials.
1: Yeah, media, absolutely. God, that's that the fun was,
0: stuff. Yeah, well, that was my my major, um, <laughs> and so that was thirty years ago. That was nineteen eighty nine and nineteen ninety. We we hosted two. Uh, Two springs in a row. And that was that's when I got my bug as well. To
1: mm-hmm. know I like
0: this. I like to coordinate this and I had to do um and and this was my first time, period. I had didn't even know what it was. Uh LeCount Conaway Conway was the sports information director and there were no students on campus and he said, I need you to make a media guide Uh here's the yes. paper mm-hmm. and uh here's previous ones and the printer will be here uh in 2 hours. I was like, it just go.
1: That's it. Yeah. It just go. Mhm. <laughs>
0: and that was my start. That was my start. And so and then uh now, you, now this is still odd now. You the the Red Wings are what sport? Hockey. So, how did you go from intern does this for uh Grand Valley have hockey? Um, we had club hockey, okay, but so not NCAA you, hockey. Okay. So how did you position yourself for that opportunity?
1: Honestly, I didn't, you know, I never frowned at any opportunity that, that was presented to me. And so I actually, when it was first, like, something I was presented, growing up in Detroit, well just right there. Growing up in Detroit, you know, everybody knows the Red Wings. Whether, you know, if you know every player on the roster down to you know where they play and you know you know the captain, you know, no matter what it was, you knew who the Red Wings were in some capacity. Mm. You know, and so I think that had a big part in, you know, when I was, you know, finally offered the position after my interview, um, it was kind of like a oh it was a once it's a once in a lifetime opportunity to play for any you know of the professional teams, you know, in your hometown, and so, and so, just, you know, my interning and just completely, you know, just always volunteering, always making myself available. I will go, and I still do it, you know, to this day. Um, out when I meet someone, or I'll crack a joke, and I'm like, hey, I'm ready to intern whenever you're ready. You know, just always making myself available. <laughs> I just, still do it to this day, um, and it, I mean, I literally watched the payoff, and I never would have thought it would be with the Red Wings. Um, Because I had no direct experience with hockey, um, anything, but every, you know, athletes are the same. At the end of the day, they have a passion for something, you know, and so, you know, if you work football, if you work cheerleading, if you work gymnastics, you know, you can work any sport too. Wow. And I can't see you in person, but... You sound
0: like you have a very pleasing personality that allows it to have somebody to want you on their team just to keep their spirits up. I think that cheer is all ingrained
1: in you. Yes, yes, it runs through. It it runs through, that's for sure. I do, you know, I delight in just, you know, bringing that positivity and, you know, just having fun. You know, sports, you know, whether you're on the entertainment side or the business side, You know, it's fun. You know, it's a fun industry. So why not? You know, it's something that I literally get to wake up every day and do the same, like, you know, live out my passion. Granted, I'm not flipping or competing anymore, but I get to see others compete. And just knowing that you have, you know, some kind of, you know, pat on the back, like, hey, you can do this, we got you, like, supports that. It's awesome. So I think that's one of the big motivators, too, that kind of keeps my spirits going.
0: So is this your first full-time job about being an intern?
1: No, so my position with merchandise and licensing was my first job, my first like step into the career, um, my first salary position, which was at and Grand well, who Valley. Who was that with? Um, it was at Grand Valley. It was under Doug Lapinski, um, in external okay. relations. Mhm. Big okay. responsibility.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I, I really because merchandise, again, um, I had a former student who was looking into that and that's not something that i teach i mean i do teach marketing and and products but
1: Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) that actually how that works so i had
1: to go find some people so that's a unique piece especially with someone young Absolutely. And around the time that I got the position too, we had just redid our um, contract with their official outfitter. Um, And then we were bringing in an actual store. And so we were taking Mm -hmm. this raw space that we had in our um, arena right next to uh, where our basketball games were played. And it was just, Hey, this is what we want. This is an idea. We have a space and do it. Um, And it was a project that, I really learned the importance of trusting your skill but just also believing in yourself mm-hmm. um, because I was like, I I know nothing about this. I know nothing about merchandise. I know what it's supposed to look like. You know, I know how it's supposed to go. But just, the you know, the ins and outs of just even the licensing of the logo and how it's supposed to go and the colors and who mm-hmm. can use it and how it can be printed, you know, it was a lot that I've learned that I still um, benefit from and still tap in and utilize to this day hmm, now I'm going
0: to do some coaching right now. So what you just said, not even anybody who has been in athletics for a long period of time may not have had the opportunity to do uh, licensing and and, and and to know what you just said. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, honestly, I mean, many people, people of my age and uh, some of them, we have learned under fire. You know, mm-hmm. we, we looked at some things and we just did it. And so uh, even for you, I don't know what your situation is, if you all are still competing or whatnot, but even if you did a LinkedIn post, uh, how to, how do you do that? How do you, because, say, I'm an entrepreneur now, so I know about the training of how to put right. colors and how to place your logo. And I, I've already taken three trainings uh, already this week because people were doing uh, webinars on how to keep the momentum going, how to create oh, yes. this. And so that would be really interesting because people got time now.
1: And mm-hmm.
0: uh, when we changed leadership, when I was uh, doing a nine-to-five in athletic administration, um, they 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 showed us, uh, they redid the logo, and they did a booklet about where the logo should be, and um, and and you know those kind of things. Yeah. So mm-hmm. the, the, if you have a budget, you hire a marketing team to do that for you. But then folks who don't have money to do that uh, don't know favorite. how. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no. I mean, you, th- to have it in a format that there's a pamphlet when you want to use our logo, blah blah blah. You know. Even and this was a conference office that was doing this, but each institution should also do it uh, because again, it becomes income if you create it and somebody wants to use it, then they got to pay you. But you got to have a product for somebody to be in the exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. You have to have it laid out for them so they know how to use your logo, the correct way to use it, what can be used with it, and all of that is really important. And hmm.
0: that becomes money. That becomes money. It becomes mm-hmm. income. Let's put it like that. And, yeah. <laughs> and and people grow. See, I'm I'm all about teaching folks how to grow during this time. Yeah. Because you know it was funny because that was my question to you was going to be, um, how um what kind of mindset? But you already told me it was a growth mindset. And mm-hmm. I mean, you didn't even know it, but you just said, you know, I just kept looking to see what I could do. Um, and I knew I may not know how, but that's the kind of thing we're talking about. Don't, don't, it's like go toward the newness mm-hmm. and not
1: go away from and it. And not get cozy, not get complacent, Be you know, and that's what puts 10s in the rooms with 20s. You know, we get to that point where we're like, okay, yeah, we did it. We've accomplished it. There's always a what ne- uh, what's next, you know, but when we get to that point where we can just celebrate that win, yeah, we're there and we're scared to start all over. But when we get over that fear of starting all over or get over that fear of stepping out on faith or taking that next step, you know, you will be that 10 in rooms with 20s. And then before you know it, you're a 20 in a room with 30s and so on and so forth. But we got to get over that fear of just going for it, or just you can always learn. You can always learn and you can always do. And I think we get to a point where it's so easy for us to get comfortable and forget that. And it's like, if we continue to remind ourselves of that, We'll all go really, really far Really
0: far That was powerful, dear that Thank was you I'm going
1: to let everybody
0: marinate on that We'll take this really <laughs> a short break here in the chat With Monique A.J. Smith Here on Survival Radio Network When we return, we'll continue chatting with Tori Hey, hey
1: Hi, this is Eric Smith Also known as the Financial Literacy Coach Or the Money Coach you know, financial literacy is the one life skill that every single one of your students is going to need in life. Without financial literacy, their life will be much more difficult, but with it, it's going to be much better. And there's no one better to increase financial literacy than the Financial Literacy Coach. We can be reached at area code 770-527-4380 by email at eric at thefinancialliteracycoach.com. One more time, by phone, that's area code 770-527-4380. And by email, eric at thefinancialliteracycoach.com. I wish you the best.
0: Hi. Are you frustrated at work? Do you want to know how to position yourself for promotion? Then Queen's Moves is the workshop for you. Why? Because as women, we need to know our value, be confident in our options, and seize opportunities when they come along, just like a well-played queen in the game of chess. My name is Michelle Larkin of Yumi Connections, and I have developed this online workshop to teach you how to think strategically, develop a personal strategy, build confidence, and create professional momentum. I encourage you to visit QueenToMove.net for more details and more information about signing up and registering. This course will equip and inspire you to move like the queen that you are. Classes start November 1st.
1: Royal Court for Us, established in 2017, is a jewelry and apparel company. Our bracelets and clothing designs use vibrant colors and come with their own purpose and meaning. Our company focused on empowering, inspiring, unifying, and reminding each other that we come from royalty, that we are strong and powerful, and it's imperative that we support each other. So check us out on Instagram at Royal Court for Us or our website at www.royalcourtforus.com. 14 years as
0: a professional athlete and I never once went into a game without a plan. But when it came to the money game, I had no clue where to start. If you're feeling the same way, I
1: would like to help you evaluate, plan, and execute your way to victory in your finances. I'm Nakia Sanford, Regional Vice President with Primerica Financial Services. Give me a call.
0: 404-940-9887 That's 404-940-9887 It helps to have a pro on your team. Why do colleges support student-athletes pursuing every profession except
1: professional sports? Why are they treated as the students when they're athletes, knowing that they need help surviving the lights? I'm Tawana Smith, and as a former Division I and pro athlete and now best-selling author, I've created a transition system specifically
0: for student-athletes called Surviving the Lights. For more information, visit www.survivingthelights.com to learn how we can change the game together. Welcome back. I'm your host, Monique A.J. Smith, here in the the Garden with Sniffers Blooms in athletics and sports business, and we are talking to someone who works with the Red Wing Detroit of Detroit, hockey. That's the first time you're having a conversation about hockey, I tell you. First.
1: <laughs> it is awesome. I love the sport. It's amazing.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, I want to dig a little bit more deeper into you. Uh, I'm going to use a question on uh, Nikita Robinson-Thompson of Delaware State. What tips would you recommend for a young woman new to this field, which is hockey? What books have you read that shaped your leadership? And what women do you admire and
1: patent yourself after? Cool. All right. Um, okay. So um, uh, tips for a woman entering this field, um, and I, I won't even just say hockey, just you know, the sports industry alone. Just keep going and learn from your uh-ohs. Um, and what I mean by that is, you know, you're going to make mistakes, and sometimes they won't even be just mistakes. It'll just be the fear of the unknown that'll hold you back. Learn from those moments, you know, learn from that, uh-oh, wait a minute, learn from those moments. So that that's what keeps me going. Um And, you know, you're the first to do it, you know, for many of us you know we'll still be making history we'll still be knocking on doors that you know weren't even recognized you know so just keep going you know it it'll it'll pay off somebody is depending on you to keep going um books that i've read so you know when i always i've always revert back to these two books uh, i read them maybe 3 times a year um the first one is epiphanies within uh when mediocre living is no longer enough um, you can get that on Amazon. Um, it's written by a young lady named Brittany Michelle. And the book um, basically talks about, you know, your transition from a girl to a woman um, and building that relationship um, with God, but also your relationship with the woman you're supposed to be. Um, I think that's a, a big myth that we find when we're trying to find ourselves, trying to find ourselves in our careers, you know, we are supposed to be to our families and things like that. Um, this book is amazing. And, of course, Why the Cage Bird Sings by Maya Angelou. Um, Just, you know, working in this industry, you're faced with, you know, adversity, racism, differences, you know, everything. And so just to be able to, you know, that book kind of is like the the push for me. Like, you know, you got this, you know, kind of the reminder, you know, you can overcome everything. Um, And my mom, uh, my mom is, you know, who I admire, who keeps me going, um, and just everything. I mean, everything my mom has overcome um, and had to sacrifice, you know, for me to be the woman that I am today. Definitely admire her. I don't know if I could do it, <laughs> do what she did, um, but she definitely is um, the woman I definitely would pattern myself around. Wow. You just
0: went real deep and just named a book I did not know about. So that was interesting. Now, have you met And I'm looking and I can't find it Please tell me you know who I'm talking about It's the a woman A woman of color who is uh, I've posted like Two articles on
1: her uh, She works in hockey well, Let's see We do have a lot of powerful women In our um, NHL leadership Front office uh, Let's see Is her name Wendy? No
0: I, can't, she no, I haven't
1: a, met any of the any uh, women um, from higher up in our industry at all yet. Not yet. So, hopefully, I can
0: help you because I'm going. I'm trying to get her. Uh, I've been posting about her, and um, again, her name is Kimberly. That's her name. Because so you know okay. me, I yep. was no, not I giving met up. Her yet. <laughs> Kimberly Davis, executive vice president at National Hockey League. That's my goal. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, yes, yes. They um, they actually just – so right now we're in Gender, um, gender Equality Month for the NHL, um, and they have a wonderful, wonderful um, audio – I mean, video clip um, about the initiatives that they're doing, and she's featured in it as well as um, some of the hockey initiatives that we're doing for, you know, young women of color um, all around the league. And so it's pretty, pretty awesome if you have a chance to check it out.
0: Well, send that to me.
1: I will. Because I've already posted her twice. So perfect. I don't know that's the same it, yeah.
0: thing. And then send me uh, uh, the book by Brittany Michelle.
1: I will. Uh, I'll get that to you.
0: And I will post that uh, because I do I do follow-ups within the Facebook's A Chat in the Garden, which has uh, 1,500 people plus in there. And,
1: perfect,
0: uh, perfect. Yeah. I, I'm not sure... If you're not a member, you need to do it just for the networking. Because I, I hear that that networking piece is, is big
1: for you. Oh, yeah. It's a bomb. It's a bomb. There's a lot of powerhouse um, individuals in that group. I joined it about a year ago. Okay, ago. cool. Yeah. Well, we, yeah. I want to say about a year or two years ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, yeah. I Highly to... recommend it.
0: Oh, thank you so much. It's it's. And I'm just so glad that we were able to highlight because again, um, hockey is something uh, that again I, I want I want to try to get that that uh, young lady Kimberly on, but uh, you know we have a lot of people who are from Detroit as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shell Mitchell is mm-hmm. now works for NFL. She's from Detroit. Uh, I'll the I want to say the winning winning athletic director in the group uh from Alabama State University, mm-hmm. Jennifer Williams. She's from yes, Detroit. Yes. And uh young lady that uh is a member of the Advanced Academy and uh 'cause Advanced Academy is one of my paid platforms where we meet up every every month and uh we try to grow in one area, we're trying to grow in the finance area. But a young lady named Lauren Elizabeth um, McCree uh, she's from Detroit.
1: Yes, and, she's uh, one of my
0: mentees. She's awesome.
1: Oh, really? Okay. Well, yes, we can't stay on
0: the air, but we got good news coming.
1: Yes, yes, great news. I'm really excited for her. Yes, Yeah. great news coming.
0: <laughs> you know, and, and so we were together, she and I were together virtually on Sunday. And so, huh, see, that, see, that's the kind of stuff that, that gets you over the hump. You may not be doing uh let well, me be what you want to be, but when you can celebrate other people,
1: yes, the blessings become contagious. It's that. Keep going. Just keep going. Just keep going, and it's amazing. You know, she she's she literally brings that statement to fruition. Just keep going. So that
0: being said, Rob Knox, who is a good friend of mine from the sports formation room, um, and uh, he's at Towson as a sports formation director. He says, what methods or ways help you conquer
1: any career adversity? I'll share a statement. Um, So when I was um, in my senior year, actually right before I got my injury in October, uh, when I was experiencing the issue, uh, my mom made a statement, (laughs) excuse me, and she said, you know, someone somewhere is depending on you to do cartwheels around your trial." Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and it it was kind of like a, oh, okay, that's easier said than done. Um, but from there, she never said the statement again. Whenever I faced any adversity, she would say, start slipping. And, and that comes from, you know, being born and raised. I grew up um, on Joy Road and Southfield on the west side of Detroit. And so my mom, you know, always instilled in me, you know, you survive worse, you know. And so That's her her motto is just start flipping. You know, you flipped your way to college, you can flip your way through anything. And so, you know, just twisting that around, you know, and just keep going. You know, I I really lean on that. And just lift as you climb, you know. So there's so much that you can do by yourself, but it's amazing what you can do together, you know, and lift as you climb. So when you face those adversities, when you come to those um, points in your career where you're like, nope, this not for me or nope. I I don't know how I'm going to get around this. Like, I can't believe this is going on. Like, is this really happening? You know, that's when you got to remember you're lifting as you climb. So, you know, somebody's depending on you to climb because they're right behind you. So those are my things that's bigger than me. So that kind of helps me get over that. Oh my gosh, girl,
0: you are a little fireball. You hear me? I am. Now, okay, but the thing is, this was powerful. You know, so let's just let's just help some sisters out right now, okay? Who just don't mm-hmm. know? I mean, how are you all faring with the situation in the
1: hockey world? What are y'all doing? Um, I mean, everywhere it's a it's a sad thing to say, and I know this this statement has been getting a lot of pushback just anywhere. Um, but even though it's found upon, it's business as usual. You know, you you face anything. You know, there there are teams that, and great, granted, this is unknown. We don't know what tomorrow looks like, um, but we it, it's bigger than us. You know, if we break mm-hmm. down or if we give up or if we're like, no, we don't even know what's going on. You know, we have fans. We have athletes. We have a community, you know, people who so deeply invested into what we're able to provide or just what we stand for, you know, in our history. You know, we can't give up and we can't break, you know, so we're just keep going and we're just, you know, trucking along, you know, business as usual because we gotta, you know, stay on all ten, you know, for our fans in our community. So we're fairing, so, we're keep, we're going. So, so are you all having competition? No. So we are postponed um, until further notice. Yeah. So mm-hmm. let, let's just say everybody's got a postpone
0: until further notice in front of their face. What do you say to them?
1: Mm. Keep going. I mean it, it's you know it's everything's going to end. Eventually there everything's going to come to an end, you know. Why make that decision or give up on your own right now? Why make that that premature decision for yourself? You know or for what you stand for, you know. There's leadership, you know, organizations, mom and pop organizations, you know, nonprofits, you know, everywhere who's freaking out, you know, who are affected Way worse than some individuals are You know what I'm saying And at the end of the day We know there's going to be an end to it Now whether we know when it's going to happen Or how bad it's going to get Before we get to that end We have to keep going Because eventually Everything's going to be back And if we give up now Or if we stop now When that time comes We've lost it all So you got to keep going For what you've already fought for Now this is
0: why I put on When I did the Um uh, Promo for this morning. I say let's be social. You, y- y'all, don't have nothing else to do right now. <laughs> you know, come together, come together. I would like for you to share. I, I rarely put this out here, but because you sound like a great spirit, can you put your contact information
1: out so that we will know who you are?
0: How absolutely. to find you?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So my um, email and direct email contact is datori dot and that's spelled D A T O R R I A dot Robinson, R O B I N S O N, at gmail.com. My direct cell, yes, I do provide my cell phone number, um, is 313 452 9504. And I can also provide my social media handles, which is T O R R I A, period, Michelle, on all social media.
0: Well thank you so much. Our time Absolutely. is up. I'd like to thank our engineer, uh Christina Lockwick. Um again, um prayers to Clark Garrison, the owner of Survival Radio Network. Uh join us next Wednesday at ten o'clock uh, Eastern Standard Time for updates and show guests and follow ups on the Facebooks, a chat in the guard with Monique A. J. Smith. Have a significant rest of the day.